When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Round two with Euphoria. Round two. What's going on, Big Chris? Hey. Ding, ding. Good to see you guys, man. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited to get a checkup with you guys because I feel like shit's happened since I last saw you. I mean, your episode's only like maybe six or seven episodes back on the Green Room website, but um, well, let's start with uh, the K Rock Party Cruise. How the hell was that? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty insane. Um, yeah, we got to open up for Finger Eleven. The crowd was amazing. The yeah. boat was literally rocking because it was kind of stormy weather, and uh, there were a few casualties. No casualties. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Casualties <laughs> of rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> but but things have changed on that K Rock Party Cruise. First thing was our first show with our new drummer, uh, Dylan. Second thing was. Uh, our first show, pretty much with uh, our new music video, was directed by James Black, who was performing that night with Finger Eleven. And everybody was just so much fun. It was, it was a great party. We got to meet Sideshow out there. That was fun talking oh, to Sideshow. Hey, Sideshow. Hey. What's going on, Sideshow? Side if you listen to this, we love you. Okay, rock. I've known Sideshow since I was 25, and I think he was 21, 22. And he, even when he was 21 years old, his voice still sounded like this. <laughs> like, it was crazy, man. I never. Like, Sideshow, what's the answer? I don't know, man. <laughs> so, yeah, the party cruise. Uh, Finger Eleven was the headliner. I think that's the first time I've actually heard of a band opening on a party cruise. Usually it's just a one band thing. Yeah, yeah actually, we the were the first. They did that. Um, I think it was Sideshow that suggested it. And then it, they, no, it was it was actually our, our radio trackers. We got Mike Rice and India Corn from RPM working with us. Oh yeah, Rice. And uh, yeah, they've been they've been getting us on the radio. We're featured all all this week on ninety four nine, the Oshawa station. Pick it up here in Toronto. We're lucky to be playing on that all week because we're playing at the Horseshoe on Friday, right? They're sponsoring I'm it. So Sorry. happy to hear, uh, yeah. Doug Elliott's being good to you guys. I, d I don't want to divert from it though. Where I was going was that Mike Rice and India Corn are uh, leading our campaign at uh, RPM Promotions, and they approached Sideshow because they represent Finger Eleven as well, and they said, Hey, how would you guys feel? about having you for open the show and Sideshow had met us because we went in there and we had an interview with Sideshow and he's like yeah 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 sure let's do it so we just they had us out there and you know what it was great great yeah, at the uh, end of for the cruise, us we got great to talk to everyone. Sideshow and a couple of the guys at the station they were saying that it was their most successful boat cruise to date yeah, yeah. wow that's so, great well yeah. Finger Eleven might have had something to do with that sure. uh, may <laughs> maybe you know yeah that had uh, something so how's your relationship tightened up with Finger Eleven since obviously there's the music uh, the music video that you guys did. It's yeah, great. Steve, yeah. Steve's always been on board with us. Steve's a big part of Euphoria. You know, and if you check out our CD, you'll hear that because that is the sound of Steve, which, you know, I'm so happy and I love to have him on board. Um, so that's our a strong connection that we've got. And then James Black directed our video. So we got to work with the videographer of Finger Eleven. He directed their last music video. It's this great uh, cartoon music video for We're Not Going to Be Afraid. I think that's yeah, the name. Yeah, Rich Meisner great, is the director. Great video or, um, on YouTube. So James Black made that with uh, J uh, Rich Meisner. And uh, they also, that, uh, that duo, uh, directed our last music video. All the guys are really cool, man. 
Yeah. Oh, you know what? And even meeting Sean, the bass player, I think the other two are brothers, right? The singer and the bass yeah. player. Yeah, they're both brothers. So we got to, we got to meet them. And Mike actually went to the Stag, Steve Stag, when he got married, the drummer, and he got to hang out with uh, Finger Eleven that Ooh. night again. What's what's the Stag party? What happened? First of all, biggest Stag I've ever seen in my life. There was over a thousand people there oh, at a Stag. When I got there, I was like, uh, I'm here for Steve's Stag. They're just like. Yeah, yeah, you're in the right place. I'm like, so I'm like, which room is it? They're like, no, it's all the rooms. Like, what do you mean it's all the rooms? Yeah, it's all the rooms. The entire venue. Yeah. I, I Even I asked him, like, how do you even know this many people? He's like, oh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes when stags and weddings and stuff come into the conversation, it's like, um, yeah, you don't necessarily know everybody who's yeah. going to be at your wedding or your stag for that matter. So your uh, father-in-law's construction company's work associates <laughs> exactly. and their friends and their friends. Oh yeah, that guy is really cool. <laughs> the EP is out now, Fight or Flight. That's right. Uh, hey, there's a review up on the uh, Green Room blog. Uh, love it, guys. Really good stuff. Like, Thank you. Honestly, and I uh, love going with the less is more approach these days. I'm not sure if we talked about it on our last episode, but I know that because I just feel like some of the best things going these days are EPs. Five song, four or five song EPs. Mm-hmm. Throw your best out and see what happens. Also, it's just crazy, crazy expensive to make a whole album. Yeah, we'd love to make one, but it's just not yeah, in our reach at the moment. Yeah, full album is like we're going to have to find some kind of funding for that. Are there are there concepts to the album, or what does it make you feel like if you had to like look at it as a whole and kind of describe the album as a whole? Is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I look that deep into it. Yeah. I think if I can roll my uh, my car window down and, and uh, hang my arm out there, yeah. and uh, and and bop my head to it, I think that that's. Uh, I like that. It's okay. a good test. Some records that I might look deeper into. Um, I'm trying to think like lyrically or, or thematically. Yeah. Um, but they're few and far between. You yeah. know, you kind of know those records when you pick them up. You, last night we were chilling and Adam, Adam, we got this guy part of our band. His name's Tower and he's like a hype man for us. And we were in it, chilling in his basement yesterday and he had a record collection that was deep, right? Hang on. I got to cut you off, but you go back to his deep record collection. You have a hype man named Tower. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going back to that. Oh, band. yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're going through it and you know this guy I've never had a record collection growing up never really had a record player in the house so just to see like he's got he's so we're you know he's got piles of Zeppelin he's got piles of the Aussie and or uh, Sabbath sorry more Sabbath but he's got he's got piles of uh, he had a lot of Steely Dan he had the first one I requested was Abraxas Santana or uh, and he put on the next album though the, and we listened to the Soul Sacrifice uh, version but anyways going through all these albums we, we're looking at Cream that one you had in there the Motorhead one the sh- sh- it wasn't Motorhead it was uh, Monster Truck Monster the shiny one it reminded me of one of uh, Cream's albums it wasn't Disraeli Gears it was the other Wheels of Fire Fire yeah it reminded me of that too too right White Room Um, so anyways uh, and the albums you know they were big and each one uh, Zeppelin 3 I love the colors on Zeppelin 3 you know and you open them up and you can see the lyrics on the inside you know I feel like that was a different time for lyrics because it's not always easy for me to make out the lyrics in a song you know these days yeah I think music's been designed to uh not be very focused on lyrics these days. I mean, just listen to pop radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's they don't even have to say words anymore. Yeah. How to make an indie song in five minutes? Yeah. Throw in oh 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 oh. I mean, a gang vocal. Have yeah. some weird like super reverby guitar riff yeah. that runs throughout it. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe uh, throw some banjos and uh, a little tambourine in there. You're good to go. <laughs> yeah, that's not us. that is not euphoria um so back to your hype man what's tower oh yeah tower tower power actually gotta give him some some sounds 
yeah, you know, he's been my friend for a long time. He's, we've known each other since diapers, pretty much. And I uh, started coming out to the shows, and, uh, you know, he likes to have a good time, so we love him, right? And a few times, we've brought him up on stage to introduce us. And, uh, actually one an excellent ACDC voice. Yeah, one of the last times was actually at the Horseshoe, the last time we played there. And he, uh, hey, Toronto! Right? And he can actually fucking... The people in the back of the room will hear it, right? Nice. So he's always good to have there. at the Horseshoe on Friday. So, yeah, that was the next thing. Next gig coming up this weekend, Friday, the shoe. Yeah. Awesome. First, this is our first time playing the Horseshoe Tavern on a Friday night. So it's it's exciting. And also to share the stage with Secret Broadcast, X-Prime, and uh, Nathan McNevin in the Silence Factory. We love all those bands. And uh, I know it's going to be an awesome night when we're on the bill with those guys. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, wait. I was there last Friday night. And uh, I ended up vomiting Saturday morning. So <laughs> Awesome. You had a good night then. Yeah, it was an excellent Who'd you see? Night. I don't even remember. All right. I think there was a band playing. I think it was like last call. It was just out in the in the front area. Uh, but that's awesome. You guys are playing the shoot because uh, I've never been there and not had a good time. And uh, likewise, never been there and not actually and said this band fucking sucks. I've never said that. Yeah, uh, I think they're pretty careful about who they uh, who they allow on the stage, which is rare in Toronto. Like you know, everybody's starving for attention, but the Horseshoe has like a an well, excellent the, turnout. That's much how you every keep weekend, your yeah. venue premium and premier. You know, well, they I think they're more strict and with their booking. You know, they said they they know what they want. You know, I saw I was there two Fridays ago. I saw Monizo, just this Japanese trio. The guys on the street, they play on Queen and Spadina a lot. Just these two Japanese guys on the street playing. It's really funky. It's got like a very Japanese sound. They packed the place. You know, it was rocking. It was great, great vibe in there. So yeah, I'm stoked to get it back on that stage and. Yeah, we were working on our set. We got some where we're crafting something real nice. So we're going to, nice. you know, give the, the fans a little treat this time. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, get everybody rocking. You mentioned um, those bands that you're on the bill with tonight. Do you guys, have you guys played shows with them tonight, uh, before? Yes, yeah, so we've played with Nathan McNevin a few times, and we've played with X-Prime Once. in uh, Trenton. Trenton at the Wild yeah. Crowd Brewery. Secret Broadcast we've yet to play with, but uh, I've been friends with Keith for a little while now. He was actually... Um, a potential sub drummer for Euphoria at one point, but it didn't work out. Uh, who are some of the other bands that you would consider to be like in your circle? Right, definitely Crownlands. We really like those guys. Oh, yeah, we played Crown them a few Lands, times. They're awesome, they're awesome man. Really nice guys. Duo Great sound. Yeah, for two guys, they fill the room, man. They just fill it with sound, and they got really cool, yeah. really cool tones going on with the guitar player. And I love the singer's voice. He reminds me of Robert Plant a lot. There's a band called Last Bullet too. They're kind of like where we are right now in our career, you know, just trying to get that push to uh, to break into radio kind just of thing. That last just push. that last little push, right? We we've been featured on radio, but ne not added into a steady rotation yet. We, you guys are we, bubbling. Yeah. You're bubbling. Like, like we played. We're, what was that last band? What was that? Our what was that last at at our uh, at the our CD release for Fight or Flight? You know, it's our new EP. We've got music videos. Fight or Flight is called. Find it on YouTube. Uh, we released at the Hard Rock Cafe right there at Young and Dundas, and we had James Black of Finger Eleven open for us. And then we had what was that band called? We had New Design. New Design. Open, they were and, pretty sick. Um, the uh, we Acetone followed us. Yeah, we Our played after Brandy Gregory, whose their new album sounds awesome. They had it mixed by um, what's the guitar player from Guns N' Roses? Slash. No. <laughs> I know no, Gilby. Gilby. Yeah, Gilby produced their record, so that it, it sounds pretty badass. There's. Yeah. He that man, the charisma coming off that guy, like he's sweat. When you come off the state stage, this guy is sweating buckets. He's, yeah, he's just like drenched. We're actually playing with them again November 12th at Hard Luck Bar. 
Cool. cool. So that's going to be another killer show. You guys are just gigging that's, left, right, and center. That's the yeah, we're trying to release. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually yeah, we're more interested right now in, in gigging out of the city, out of Toronto, out of Ontario, actually, but, and trying to make it some ways through uh, the country. The circuit in Toronto is important, though. Like, there needs to be a club that t- see what you know. What disappoints me? I went to Cherry's the other night. Uh, Cherry's is closing down. Uh, what's the the other one? The one. What's the other beautiful venue there? Queen Street. The hideout. Hideout's closing down. Like, that's where the party started, by the way. The other night was the hideout. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the party is that, always that's in where, that place. We had man. one of our best gigs. There that's where too. my last yeah. party was. That's where my last <laughs> last New Year's. Yeah. The last time we actually played the hideout was great. We didn't start till three a.m. and the place just filled up as we as oh, we started playing. And dude, yeah, Cherries nice. Cherries was a badass gig too. Cherries was at capacity. Um, and that one they sold out for condos. And I don't know what the other place sold hideout sold for. But the thing is that I feel like the scene won't just disappear. Sure, these venues are disappearing from Queen Street, but the scene has got to move to a new. I think Hard Luck is turning in like that Bathurst and Dundas there. Hard Luck bars. We're playing there. We've never been there before, but I think Dundas that's pretty... Dundas and Ossington seems to be like the newer hip spot. I don't know. I think I think Queen's always been a great spot for music. They have a bunch of clubs we've played on there. You know, I could list them all, but I'm sure you know them. Um, but <clears throat> I, think, I think our scene is along that strip as well. To me, that's like the quote-unquote sunset strip of Toronto. Of Toronto. You know yeah. what I mean? It's where shit happens. Cameron yeah. House, we did that one. Yeah. By the way, I'll quickly mention, uh, coming up on November the uh, 10th, there's a Green Room Presents of Tung Fu, uh, as well as Shit from Hell. Uh, so that's our actual very first Presents of a show that'll be at Cherry Cola's before it's. I hope it's not shutting down before that because if that would be very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, close the night party. Yeah, yeah. No, so I, I believe that's. Uh, I believe they're open for it November the tenth, uh, and uh, I'm excited to also speak. We're going to do live podcast from Cherry's um, and uh, speak with Warren Kinsella. He's the front man of shit from hell, but he's also a famed political consultant. Uh, he actually has Justin Trudeau like on speed dial. He was like the consultant for the liberals and the. 90s uh pretty weird that he's also in a band called shit from hell so uh i think he has a story to tell so anyways that's uh, an upcoming episode of the podcast cool um before uh we let you guys go because uh a there's a jays game on later today Uh, you guys say you have to work but i get it (laughs) jays are on uh uh, but before we wrap it up i will get you guys to saunter over to my record collection and pick out a record from the uh uh shelf and then uh, bring it back and then tell me why you picked it out of your uh, favorites or pick it. Wh- why that record? Cool. The Green Room Podcast is powered by 420 Kingston and 420 Session Lounge and Micro Shop. All right. Who wants to start first? Nice choices, guys. Nice yeah, choices. I'll go, I'll go I'll, first. I'll go, I'll go. I'm first in line. All right. Fine. <laughs> you guys are fighting for it. All right. I, I, I've chosen Black Sabbath Paranoid. And uh, this album, I think for me, the first, it's the sound, this, this has such a sonic signature to it. I can hear it in my head. And the, the first, like, I'd probably go to Hand of Doom, just the way the bass sounds. And I mean, Fairies Wear Boots is such a classic, such a, uh, such a great song. And I hear the bass. I love the bass. I love the, the band. It's not even a, like, it's a sound thing, right? Electric Funeral. Um, Planet Caravan was an anthem for me. It's on the same level as, like, Tomorrow Never Knows. It's a little bit... They're not the same, obviously. The the vibe in, in um, Planet Caravan is just... You know, you just put that on, you float away, you know, you you know start a life on another planet, you know, and that's, like... When did you first hear that record? I'll tell you when I first remember it. I was probably, like, 15, 16 years old, man. Uh, 
discovering Planet Caravan. My my voyage into music was I started it, until I was in grade seven. I, I was just you know top forty kind of thing. But then I discovered Guns N' Roses, and then I went into Van Halen, Iron Maiden, and then uh, you know Zeppelin and Floyd are also two huge influences. I've, I've chosen you know and obviously Black Sabbath. Like uh, man, this album I listen to a lot. War Pigs, Paranoid, Planet Caravan, Iron Man. Like you are not even into rock and roll that much, and you know Iron Man and Paranoid yeah. and War Pigs. Okay, that's how yeah, big exactly. this album is. And that other one, Planet Caravan. That's check it out if you don't know it. That's why I chose that. All right, Michael. Okay, I chose Animals by Pink Floyd. Nice. Right. This this album, I picked this album because it transports me right back into my final year of high school, and. Um, I was hanging out with a group of guys that were just like nuts for classic rock and before that point I was more of a like modern rock type guy like I liked pop punk like some 41 and blink and uh, hey, nothing yeah. wrong with that either yeah I, I, was, I still like myself some blink 182 oh yeah I love yeah, those I guys I just had not really dipped into classic rock at that point and then I started hanging out with a new group of friends and I realized my dad had all these classic rock albums on cassette tape Zeppelin Floyd Boston, like all, all the all the greats. And uh, I popped in Animals and it just never left my car because I couldn't get enough of it. Move. It, it never left my car. It never man. left. She was in the backseat for three months. My my first my first car, it only had a tape player, right? And once one side's done, it tells you, okay, flip the tape. So you just flip it and it doesn't end. There's no end to it. It just keeps going. Right? Side A, side B, nonstop. And like the melodies on this album are unforgettable. The guitar melodies, the vocals, everything about it is just like this is per, it's a perfect album. It just got reissued too, actually. I like the cassette tape, man. <laughs> yeah, that's the it. Cassette yeah. tape is where it's at. I can never sound better. Than, like I, I remember what? buying the CD version of it and listening to it and going, "Fuck, no, that doesn't sound right, dude." Man. The, <laughs> the like, music, it's still good, but the music on that album is five songs, all about twelve minutes each. Just magical musical. Like dogs, man, sheep, like dogs. 17 minutes. When they time. turn their backs on you, you'll get the chance to put the knife in there. Man. Well, that was a great vocal interlude, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that was playing. Daniel's excited right now. Yeah. We rehearsed that. All right. So <laughs> now we have a couple of real classics, but this is a little more contemporary, a little yeah. bit. Californication. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, they're probably the sole reason why I wanted to be in a rock band and why I uh, I really wanted to play music with with uh, other people and stuff. And I was I was pretty young, and they were definitely like the first band that I ever really really got hardcore into. And I can still say they're my favorite band to this day. And uh, that's just because of uh, their personality and their music and you know doing what they did and how they how they did it and they did what they wanted to do and I know uh, some of the first songs I even started learning on guitar are all these songs like Scar Tissue and uh, Californication. Frusciante, man, though. Like to me, this album is really about less is more because you know his guitar playing isn't the most technical, like fast scaly bullshit whatever right but there's a lot of a lot of emotion behind it he can play three notes and it feels to me more impactful than someone who's going to play three thousand notes just because of of what he plays and this velvet glove that's actually yeah. my favorite song on the album man the velvet Johnson. glove yeah i actually god i uh hope the missus doesn't listen to this episode but i had an ex and i nicknamed her vagina the velvet glove <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, 
All right, Euphoria, thanks for coming in, guys. And uh, they are at the Horseshoe Friday night. That would be Friday the the 21st. Yeah, sorry, I don't have a calendar in front of me. But yeah, Friday, October 21st. Check them out. Check out their EP, Fight or Flight. There's links all over the Green Room website, or you can probably find it in iTunes. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Big Thanks, Chris. Chris. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.